Welcome to Smart English Mococa. This is Teacher Placida and I'm here to help you improve your English. I hope you have fun and learn a lot. Let's see what we're gonna have today. Today we will have two stories to improve your listening skills. Both of them are from the website britishcouncil.org. The first one is the comeback. Fausto Ruiz got off the boat at the part of the city where he had been born 50 years ago and to which he had not returned for 20 years. He walked along the seafront, surprised by how much his hometown had changed and also by how much of it he could still recognize. There were lots of new buildings up on the hills around the city now, buildings which he didn't recognize. Yet many of the old buildings along the sea were exactly the same as he remembered them, although many of the old shops he remembered were there no more. He walked away from the port and into the center of the city. He walked up the main road and saw how all the shops have changed, but there was still one small cafe there which was the same as it had been when he was young and famous. He walked into the café and sat down at one of the tables. He recognized the owner of the café behind the bar as well as the waiter who was working there. They both looked much, much older. Fausto felt certain that he didn't look as old as they did, even though they were all 20 years older now. Fausto sat at his table and waited for the waiter to come to him. He sat there for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Half an hour passed and the waiter continued to ignore him. Fausto raised his arm and shouted to the waiter, then to the owner of the café behind the bar, but it was useless. They didn't come and ask him what he wanted. They were ignoring him. Angry? Fausto got up and walked out of the café, slamming at the door behind him. Such ignorant people, he thought. Now I remember why I left this town 20 years ago and why I never came back. He walked along the main street as far as the main square in the town, and when he arrived at the main square, he remembered the other reason why he had never come back. In the main square of the town there was a there was a theater. As he looked at the theater, Fausto Ruiz had a terrible memory of what had happened there 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Fausto Ruiz had been the most famous singer in the world. He had sung in all of the most famous opera houses in the world. He had sung in London, New York, Moscow, Buenos Aires, Tokyo and Sydney. Everywhere he went, people paid large sums of money for tickets. Then, when they saw him sing, they clapped and applauded and cheered for hours. When he was at the height of his fame, Fausto Ruiz decided to come back to his hometown and to sing in a triumphant concert in the theater of the main square of the town. 
The concert was announced and all the tickets sold out within a few hours. The evening of the concert, thousands of people crowded into the theater to see the legendary Fausto Ruiz sing in the theater of his hometown. There was silence as Fausto walked onto the stage. Then he began to sing one of his best-known songs. And at the end of the song, there was just silence. Nobody clapped, nobody applauded, nobody cheered. Fausto waited, very surprised for a moment, then started to sing another song. And at the end of the song, there was silence for a moment, then the people began to boo and to hiss. Fausto tried to cover the noise of the booing and hissing by singing another song very loudly this time. But it got worse. The louder he sang, the louder the boos and hisses became. Then someone threw a tomato at him. Then someone else threw a rotten orange at him. Then someone else threw an old shoe at him. Soon there was a rain of rotten fruit and vegetables and smelly old shoes falling down on the great Fausto Ruiz. Fausto was angry. Fausto was furious. He stormed off the stage and out of the theater. He left his hometown that night and he said that he would never ever go back there again. But 20 years later, Fausto Ruiz changed his mind. He was getting old now, he thought, and he wanted to go back home again to see the town where he had grown up. But in the cafe, he realized that perhaps not much had really changed. He decided to walk into the theater. As he walked in, this, as he walked in he saw the man selling tickets in the box office. It was the same man from 20 years ago. Fausto said hello to him, but the man said nothing and ignored him. Still the same, thought Fausto. He walked into the theater and got up onto the empty stage. He thought he could hear the terrible booing and hissing of that night 20 years ago. He felt sad and left the theater and decided to go and visit the house where he had been born 50 years ago. He walked all the way across the town, expecting to be recognized by people. When he got close to his old house, he walked through the park where he had played as a small child. He saw some men there, the same age as he was, and thought that he remembered them. They were people who had been his friends when he was at school. He walked over to, the, to them to say hello, but they too ignored him. He walked past the old shops near his house. They hadn't changed. There were still the same people there, all of whom ignored him. He was so angry and so disappointed now that he began to shout as he walked along the streets. I am the great Fausto Ruiz, the greatest singer the world has ever heard. Nobody took any notice of him. He continued, don't you know me? Don't you recognize me? Nobody took any notice. 
When he finally reached his old house, he at least had a pleasant surprise. Outside the house, there was a statue, and it was a statue of himself. Finally, thought Fausto, somebody has recognized my genius. They put up a statue of me, and they never even told me. Fausto went to have a closer look at the statue. There was some writing at the bottom of the statue. Fausto Ruiz, it said, singer. Fausto was disappointed that it said only singer and not the greatest singing in the, singer in the world, but at least it was a statue. There was some more writing. He looked carefully at it. There was his date of birth 50 years ago. And then there was something else. It was the date of his death. And the date was yesterday. Now, let's go to the second story. The name of the story is Scarlet. Here is Scarlet in the garden of a friend's house in London on a sunny summer morning, the kind of mornings that are unusual in England. Scarlet is 12 years old, 13 in November, she tells me, and is trying to understand the world around her. She asks questions about everything all the time. I tell her that I want to ask her a question and I ask her why she's called Scarlet and what the name means and if it comes from anywhere in particular and she says, no, it's just a stupid name my parents chose because they liked it. It doesn't mean anything. I wonder if her parents named her after the heroine of a favorite film, perhaps. But then again, I know her dad and this sounds unlikely. I think they probably chose it just because they liked the sound of it. Scarlett is worried about changing school after the summer. She worries that she's too short for her age and that the other children at the school will make fun of her. She shows me some pictures of the school she is at now and her classmates. I look at the picture and it shows children of all heights and shapes and sizes. Some are tall, some are short, some are fat and some are thin. Some are black and some are white. And most of them are somewhere in between. Some have red hair and some have blonde hair. Some have long hair and some have short hair. I tell her not to worry about the new school, tell her that she will be okay, and ask her about the new subjects she will be studying. She tells me that she worries about learning French, and I tell her not to worry that it isn't a very difficult language. She tells me that she already knows five languages. Five languages, I shout. That's impossible. How do you already know five languages? Because I've got five languages in my body, she says. I ask her what she means and she starts to tell me the story of her family. Some of the story I already know. I've already heard stories about her grandfather. He was from Scotland. He was a sailor, but not a very good sailor. So he only got as far as Portsmouth, a big navy town on the south coast of England, not very far from Scotland at all. When he got to Portsmouth, he stopped there, left the navy and became a boxer. 
he lost fights and drank a lot. However, he still managed to see the world by meeting a woman who came from Laos. Nobody really knows how this woman had ended up in Portsmouth, but she still lives there, and I tell Scarlett that she should try and find out her grandmother's story. No, she's too old now, says Scarlett, and anyway, she's lived in Portsmouth nearly all her life. Scarlett's grandparents were only together long enough to produce a son, probably one of the only Scottish Laotians in the world. They called him Bill, which is usually short for William, but his name was just Bill. Bill inherited his father's personality and his mother's looks, so the only thing he thought he could do was become a rock star. He never really managed to become a rock star, though, so now he works as a graphic designer. I don't know Scarlett's mom, so I asked her to tell me about her mom. My mom is Polish, she says. Well, not really, because she was born in Brifton, but her mom and dad are from Poland. But they have lived there, like, for always. But I know that her mom was from somewhere that was Germany and then became Poland, so she's really German, I suppose. So that's another language that I've got in my body. I asked Scarlett if she can actually speak all the languages that she says she has in her body and she looks, me at, she looks at me like I'm stupid. Of course not, she says, but I've still got them in me. We count up her languages, Scottish, Laotian, German, Polish. That's only four, I tell her. No, there is English too. Of course there is, I say. And then I look at Scottish, Laotian, German, Polish, English Scarlet, with her name that comes from nowhere, and I ask her, And you, Scarlet, where are you from? She, th she thinks for a long time, such a long time that I think perhaps she hasn't heard my question. But then, before I can repeat it, she looks up and at me. I'm from here, she says. I'm from London. And that's all for today, guys. If you have any questions or suggestions, please don't forget to email me, right? I hope you had fun and learned. See you soon. Bye!